Blog Talk Radio. This is Marcy Ann. I want to thank you for tuning in tonight. I'm continuing my discussion of repercussions from the whirlwinds of change. <laughs> and if you listen to my first show on this, which I called uh, As the Dust Settles, um, I discussed my reflections that now is the time for every man to be responsible for himself. <clears throat> we just no longer need unions to get to, to, that have to fight for the man who was being taken advantage of by companies. And on that show, uh, and and I suggest you um, take a listen to it. Um, I gave you a brief look at basic economics that we're supposed to learn in high school, <laughs> as well as a brief overview of our capitalistic system, which is the type of economy that we have here in the U.S. I personally feel that we're currently in an out-of-control, outrageously materialistic communism, that's a capitalism that's running rampant uh, right now, and I believe that this is mostly due to where we are on our evolutionary clock as a planet. And as the human race continues its evolution and we continue to look at who we are and why are we here, and we're all sort of struggling with identity and status, you know, who's important and why are they important and I'm not, and and we've become almost desperate in our personal desires for acceptance and validation. And our capitalistic system thought, boy, oh boy, we can help give this person acceptance and validation. We'll just have them wear Nikes. <laughs> or, boy, be important and afford to buy a coach purse. And the housing industry adapted a ridiculous standard for our citizens to try to reach for. I mean, you just have to have granite counters and brushed stainless steel kitchen appliances. You know, start out with everything that it took your parents 40 years to finally get. I mean, if McDonald's has brushed stainless steel doors on their bathrooms, for God's sake, surely I should be able to have them in my own personal home. I mean, I'm better than McDonald's. But you know what? All of this was just a devilishly conceived program to get you to spend your money and keep this out of control, outrageously materialistic, capitalistic system running. Do you know if there was a cure for cancer, our entire health system would crumble? here in the in this country and do you know that there is a clinic 
in India right this minute that is having 100% cure rates on all cancers. 100%. Even stage four, the patients go there and come home totally and completely cured of cancer. No radiation, no chemotherapy, no surgery, just nutrition and loving and compassionate, caring doctors and nurses who listen. I want all of you to know this. Cancer can be cured. Cancer is being cured in India right this minute. So at least you now know of a place where you could go, where you can be healed. But cancer isn't healed with drugs or radiation or chemotherapy or surgery. And in this country, cancer keeps all the doctors, all the hospitals, all of the ambulance services, all of the nurses, all of the drug companies, all of the caregivers. Cancer keeps all of this going. And believe me, people, none of these people want a cure for cancer. And if you've given money to any charity or any other group who says they want to cure cancer, all you have only done is contributed to all of those sources who are trying to find the cancer sooner. Not cure cancer, find it sooner. Because this is the philosophy that has been fostered onto the American people. The answer is to find it sooner and get it when it's small and able to be radiated and chemotherapied and all of the other killer solutions to overcome cancer. But let me tell you, all of us have cancer in our body at one time or another. And the more refined a system can be and is developed to find those cancers sooner, what is going to happen is that every single person is going to have cancer because all of us do have a cancer going on somewhere at all times. Now let me explain to you what cancer is. Cancer is a sympathetic group of antibodies who are trying to rid the body of a negative emotion. And this is not possible. So this group of sympathetic cells bond together in an even more dedicated purpose, and this causes a mass. And this mass is recognized by the medical profession as a cancer. And because the cancer can't get rid of the emotion, the only answer is to radiate it and cut it out. Okay, so now what do I mean by a group of antibodies that are trying to get rid of an emotion? Well, quite a few years ago now, a lady by the name of Dr. Candace Pert, Ph.D., discovered that emotions run every system in the human body. She said, don't underestimate the power of emotions. 
and early in 19, in January 2017, there's going to be a made-for-TV movie about her life because her contributions to health and wellness are only going to be recognized posthumously because during her life, her work was vigorously debunked, invalidated, and discredited. And what part of her research that was acceptable within the medical drug culture was quickly accredited to others. She never was validated in her contributions. A modern-day Galileo. Only in death will she be vindicated. But at least she didn't have to spend the end of her life as a branded heretic under house arrest with the Catholic Church. But I believe she died way too young of a broken heart. Her entire life's work unheralded and in disrepute. And it is hard to know that you know the truth and no one will accept it. And even as Galileo boldly announced that the earth goes around the sun, which he proved mathematically and scientifically, the Catholic Church couldn't be caught in a worldwide challenge that would undermine their authority. And today, the medical profession cannot be challenged by truth either. Now, what Dr. Pert was saying has been and still is generally called the mind-body connection outside of all Western medicine practices. I mean, all other medical practices around the world recognize the mind-body connection. Certainly, the clinic in India that cures the cancer works with it totally to bring about these wondrous 100% cures of cancer. It used to be recognized here in this country I mean, your family doctor knew you, and he would know when something traumatic had happened, either in your life or in the lives of your immediate family. And your doctor knew that the illness you had come to him for was inextricably linked to the traumatic event. And what is so sad about that, this also is that this country has been taken over right now by the false genetic idea that DNA controls everything. And an entire drug-related culture has been created so that now everything can be solved by taking a purple pill. And all of this is based on a lie. DNA doesn't control anything. It just doesn't. DNA is a blueprint. It's a road map. And the road can lead to what some may call hereditary or predispositions to certain weaknesses, but nothing is set in stone because now the science of epigenetics has shown that it's the environment of a cell that determines the roadmap, the direction that cell is going to take, and the environment is created by our emotions. And you can look this all up on YouTube. Just put in epigenetics. And this truth that has come out now is being fought against by all of the powers of the American Medical Association, especially the drug companies who are making billions of dollars every day with nearly every person in the country taking 15 to 20 different purple pills every day, controlling, they think, this and that in their body, 
<clears throat> when the body already knows how to do whatever it needs to do to make it work right. And as I've said, all of the cancer people, no one in the medical profession wants a cure for cancer. They all want to keep their jobs and live in their gorgeous homes with granite counters and brush stainless steel kitchen appliances and wear Nike shoes and carry a coach purse and all of those other outrageously material things our out-of-control capitalistic system has decreed that we all deserve and we all should have for personal evaluation purposes and validation. So I guess as the dust settles, one thing especially that we all need to take a look at is who are you trusting for your personal health? Because I need to tell you, you have to take charge of your own personal health now. Or you're going to end up with cancer and at the very least carrying around one of those pill boxes with room for 20 pills or more that you're supposed to take every day to keep things going. These prescriptions for these pills are all the same for everybody. Cholesterol, blood pressure, blood thinner, sugar, digestion, all that stuff. They're all based on a set of numbers that everybody should have. And this is another one of the biggest lies of all. Because none of us is like anybody else. So how could each of us have the same set of numbers? It's impossible. And all you're doing is putting all of those artificial chemicals into your body and telling your body, make my numbers like everybody else's. And now the oxymoron part of this, because there really is a mind-body connection, and because you believe that those purple pills are, are going to control everything for you, you will feel a sense of comfort and confidence each day when you take your pills. And it isn't going to be because you took the pills, because actually all of those artificial chemicals are causing your body to have to work twice as hard dealing with all of them. Because your body knows how to make chemicals for you that don't have any side effects, but your body is having to deal with all those side effects of the artificial chemicals and this in itself is aging for the body. However, because you believe you are doing a good thing for your body, then you're not afraid and you're trusting the doctor to keep you healthy. Well, I'm going to suggest that you take control of your own health. And then you won't end up having to go to the hospital to have a small cancer cut out. And when you are admitted, you sign a whole bunch of papers that gives the doctor and the hospital an absolute open checkbook to do whatever they want to do to doctor you. And this can involve putting a blood clot blocker thingy in your body to supposedly keep any blood clots from going to your heart. And then you know what it happens when it's time to take that blood clot blocker thingy out of your body? The doctor can't get it out. This just happened to the daughter of one of my friends. 
the body had so completely surrounded this medical contraption that the doctor couldn't get it out. So now she's stuck with it in there for the rest of her life. This piece of metal that she didn't even know they were going to put in there in the first place, but she had signed all those papers so they could do whatever they wanted, and that metal thingy was in an experimental stage of development. Do you want to have them perform experiments on you? And some people are suing and getting some money settlements for the for this, but this could also cost you your life. This is why you have to take charge now. It's time for every single person to now become personally responsible for themselves. No one else, just you taking care of you and making sure about everything in your life, your health, your job, everything. You just have got to take charge now. You need to know what's going on. If you're a union worker, you need to check out your union leaders and see what they're doing with your money. You need to check on your benefits and your retirement or what your pension is supposed to provide. What are the long-term policies of your union? Are these policies serving to kill the goose that's been laying all those golden eggs you've been enjoying? Because unions have driven almost all American companies to go outside of the U.S. to try to find a more reasonable labor force. Because the unions told the American worker they were worth more than they were really worth. And the American union worker got too big of an idea of how much he's worth. There's just a ceiling on some jobs. They're only worth so much to a company. And the CEO of United Technologies who operates Carrier in Indiana, tried to explain this to Hannity just this week on television. It really doesn't matter how much the company makes because a job is worth only so much and no more. And the union worker cannot expect to get a greater share of the profits when a job is only worth so much to a company. If the company is successful, it's the investor's who get the extra money. They provided the money for the job in the first place. They took the risk. They trusted this company with their own money, and they get the reward, not the worker. The worker is only worth so much, period. And when a union tries to rape and plunder a company to make them pay more, They kill the goose. And now there are no more golden eggs, no more jobs in Indiana. Those jobs go to Mexico, where the worker is happy, happy, happy to work for the amount of money that it is worth the company to pay the worker. So ultimately, the buck is going to stop with you. Ultimately, you are going to be the one who decides where you're going to work and for how much. You decide. 
You no longer need to have a union who's supposedly looking out for you but ends up killing the goose and you lose your job. You decide what you're willing to work for. You decide. And as for the future, you need to start making plans for that now. A big part of my income now as a senior citizen is from Social Security, which I paid into for the last 50 years when I was working. And if you aren't working now or you're not paying into Social Security, you need to check into this because that part of my income pays my rent, my homeowner's insurance, my utilities, my car insurance, my gas for my car, and my cell phone. And then food, clothing, and any entertainment has to come out of my savings. So how much are you saving? How are you preparing for your future? Who's going to pay your rent, let you put gas in your car, pay for your cell phone? Who's going to pay for all of this? Because if the union kills the goose, how are you going to pay for anything? My friend John's pension from the Iron Workers Union is now bankrupt. He isn't going to get it anymore. And if you've depended on upon the union to make sure you have enough money to pay for everything and the union kills the goose, now what are you going to do? I mean, to get another job, you might need some education or a skill of some kind. You have to have something to offer someone in order to get paid to do something. So just let me say this again. We're that as at this stage of our evolution as a people that everyone now is going to have to be responsible for himself. No more looking to others to do anything for ourselves. It's time now for every man to step up to the plate and take that pitch straight from the arm of the pitcher and then hit that ball as hard as he can out of the park if you've practiced enough. I believe that the American worker is now prepared to take charge of his life for himself. He can deal directly with a company, make his own deal. Why should you have to take what everybody else gets? Why can't you negotiate your own deal and perhaps get a better deal for yourself? And if you're a union worker, it's absolutely critical at this time that you check and double-check what your union leaders are doing with your dues, with your retirement, with the future of your life here on Earth. I have three friends right now who have faced the loss of their pensions because criminal union leaders either stole the money or invested it in bad investments or just flat didn't do what they were telling their union workers they were doing. So it's going to be up to you, Ms. Worker, Mr. Worker, to check them out. Hold them accountable. Make them account to you. Remember, you are the only one who is ultimately responsible when push comes to shove. And when you try to retire and there's no money in the pension fund, it's going to be too late now, just like it's too late for my three senior friends. When you're 70 years old, you can't go back and work all of those years again and make sure that your union leaders are doing what they're supposed to be doing. You have to check them out now. And if they won't be accountable, 
It's in your highest and best interest to get out of that union and get yourself a job where you have the say-so about everything for you. You'll be directly responsible for negotiating your own wages and your own personal retirement. Remember, it's too late when you retire and the money isn't there. My son and his wife have planned their retirement portfolio without counting on Social Security. If they get Social Security, that's fine, and it'll add a nice punch to their retirement abilities. But they're not counting on it, and they're making the sacrifices now to make crucial investments that will, to the best of anyone's knowledge, stand the test of time and make funds available to them when my son wants to quit working for his company. Actually, and I've said this before on my show too, and I'm probably going to keep saying it, I don't think we were ever supposed to retire. I believe that the mythology of retirement has been created by Wall Street in order to get people to invest in Wall Street. I mean, all of those money packages, 401Ks, IRAs, all of those are designed to get the public's money being controlled by Wall Street. It's just a big bill of goods that has been sold to the American people with a promise of heaven on earth when they retire. But my experience and that of so many people I talk to here in my 18,000 resident retirement community, there is a loss of self when a person retires. It's like, well, now who am I? I mean, I used to be vice president in charge of logistics for my company, but Now who am I? Joe Blow sitting on the corner waiting for a bus? What happened? And it just doesn't feel right. So as the whirlwinds of change swirl and twirl around us, let's look at what we are thinking about for our future. You know, you're in charge of creating your future. It's all going to be up to you. Starting right this minute, when you begin looking into whatever package you are currently depending upon to provide you the money for your future. So on my show, As the Dust Settles, Part 1, I said, as the dust settles, we are now very, very carefully (laughs) maneuvering our way through all the debris, walking very mindfully with our intentions fully focused on what is right in front of us and trying not to be tricked into a fall by some wayward piece of nature that's currently in the area. So I want to reemphasize and say it again, walking very mindfully with our attentions fully focused on what is right in front of us. This is the key right now. What is right in front of you? What needs to be taken care of? right this minute that's right in front of you? What wayward piece of life has swirled its way to now be staring you right in the face? Don't try to ignore it. Don't try to step over it. Don't pretend it isn't there. Be brave and stare it right back in the face and decide for yourself. Not for anybody else, just for you. What are you going to do? I heard someone say this past week, you don't have to change the whole world to change the world. 
All you have to do is to fully focus on what is directly in front of you, staring you full in the face right this minute, and decide what you're going to do about it. And what you decide will change the world. Your world. And that's all you're in charge of anyway. And that's all you have any power over. And remember, life is always step by step, one step at a time. Do the step that's staring you right in the face today and then take the next step. And as the dust settles and we get a lot of this debris cleaned up, we're going to see a shiny new world of companionship and community and caring, that new golden age we have all been waiting for. <laughs> 